Hello listeners, this is 101.5 UMFM. My name is Dana. I'm Tessa. And we're back with another interview. And we have a special guest today at studio. I'm Jordan Stranger, and I'm a visual artist. Awesome. So we're going to step right in here. And Tessa, I believe, will take the reins. I know you just recently did a show at the Graffiti Gallery. Yes. How did that go? very well. There was a big turnout. That was my real first big show and it was a learning experience. Oh my god. And a lot of work at, you know, experiencing that and meeting new people and talking about real issues like about the Indian Act and residential schools and trauma and family stuff and the culture, you know, indigenous culture because I'm Cree and Ojibwe and, and then my artwork was a part of that. I felt like it was just a culmination of different things, not just art, because life is art, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of what, it was a really good, really good experience. What was your inspiration? For the show? Yeah. Oh, just self-expression, you know, life and uh, its challenges and all the lessons that I've learned so far, trying to share all the positives that I could but also including the past that's important to remember. You'll never forget it. And, you know, that was, that was my inspiration, was just trying to help other people too, like get them to see, like, you, you might not be alone in this. Like, there's a lot of families and people that suffer from family trauma and, and, and stuff that had been carried from generation to generation. And it was about healing too, you know, having that outlet of art when I was going through a lot of tough times was really, uh, important for me to have and that was like life-changing to be able to learn how to draw and to be able to express that so th those are my main inspirations for the show awesome. uh, did you have any like challenges in terms of like the layout for the gallery because it was just you right you didn't have anybody like collaborating or well you had people helping out yeah. but in terms of it's just mostly like your solo uh, exhibition so how did that kind of go for you, the process, in terms of like how you wanted to set up visually to create that uh, inspiration for your uh, exhibition? Uh, I think the artwork did its own work, like it did its thing. The artwork was easy because it was already done. Mm -hmm. I didn't have yeah. challenges of meeting a deadline and, yeah. oh my god, I gotta draw <laughs> faster. Uh, it was easy on that part, but as far as layout, it was a huge gallery. And they said, use the whole thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is like, this is huge. So I ended up breaking it down to three sections and I didn't utilize every wall. I bet the biggest challenge was um, how much energy was involved. That was the really only challenge because all the ideas were kind of already there, having the Indian act on the wall and utilizing that big canvas they have and having my own 3D installations of you know these little graves and the tree and the ribbons and the cloth and just integrating things that I thought were best suited for the space and trying to use it as a tool to get people to actually walk over the graves and get to the brighter side of things which is the artwork having that as an idea that was challenging because people didn't want to walk over it you know that you had these little graves made of you know soil mm -hmm. and they're like oh i don't want to do that i'm like well that's a part of the show it's like you gotta you know move on to actually understand what happened to kind of understand like children died at these schools and you're trying to get to the brighter side, which was the artwork. And yeah, that was really the only challenge was the energy and 
just figuring out how to get people to interact with that environment and have them actually learn and feel something out of it. Like, those are the only real challenges. Okay, I read this article online and I found this one sentence. It was talking about a 140-year-old document. Can you tell me what that's about? Oh, man. Uh, the Indian Act is the 140. Well, it's a little older, I think, now. But um, that is basically the sole uh, document that was created by the Canadian government um, to govern indigenous peoples. But on a different scale. See, before it was before it we didn't you know it had a lot of restrictions. It stripped us of almost everything, and it's been amended many times because there was unequal rights for women and not being able to marry out of your family and you lose your status, and being really constrained to that document changed everything for us. You know, I can't speak my own language fluently, and that's partly why is because those residential schools were a big part of that. And that that document, say if we were to remove it we would be kind of left, you know, empty-handed because we, we need to develop an economy. We need to develop our own centers to make money and farmlands and yada yada. In order to get rid of that document, we have to sustain ourselves first. And that's a lot of work because it's a lot of years to make up for it, you know? And I compare it to when um, Germany got bombed to crap in World War II. And they set themselves back like 60 years by that happening because their infrastructure and their buildings Everything was destroyed. So then they had to start fresh again. That's kind of what happened to us. They took away our culture. They took away our, our lands. They, took, they segregated us in far north lands and little areas that were inhabitable. And that document, it's just been trouble. So yeah, that's, that's a big one. And I think that one day maybe our leaders, our indigenous leaders will work with the government to change that, but you're changing policy and that's not easy. So that's still in place then, like yeah. that act? Okay. And that's why we have status cards, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't believe in status okay. cards. I don't like having yeah. a card yeah. saying I'm an Indian. Yeah. I'm Oji Cree from Peguis. Yeah. That was originally in Selkirk, not mm -hmm. two hours north, you know? So okay. there, there are things there that kind of label us, and I don't believe in those, because that's not who we are. You know, and that was built by our government. They formed, I think, that um, that document before Canada was a country. See, before it was just a big province. Yeah, and yeah. the French ruled one side and the English ruled another. Yeah. And then they decided on that and they built it. They made it, I think it was 1871. And then the first treaties were made in 1876. Yeah. So the treaty systems were basically, you know, an agreement for a certain group to move to a certain land and we'll give you certain things, which they didn't. They took our lands, they didn't give us what we were supposed to get and left us with nothing. A lot of people died from, you know, tuberculosis, all this. This goes back 1800s. Yeah. And it just continued to ripple. And then all that abuse followed with the red schools and, you know, yeah. the church and the governments, um, the RCMP. All of that history is a part of that document. And if that document's gone, then we, you know, at least we can say it's gone. And we have, in the, we're in the time of awareness. And, you know, back then there wasn't any awareness. So nowadays times have changed. You guys have cell phones, kids are looking at everything now. You know, you have access to all these things and you're aware. And back then, people didn't care about trauma. People didn't care about PTSD or sexual abuse or physical, verbal, you know, and now that time's changing. And we're, I think, my generation were the ones to kind of realize that. And now the younger ones are just like, okay, we're born with it now, now we know what to do. Is most of your art uh, aimed towards that kind of like 
how do you call it, like... It's mainly, my art's just mainly focused on the culture. Okay. It's not about the government policies, because I find that's negative. And mm -hmm. I go to art to express positivity and to escape from all that noise that you deal with every day. I sit on my, you know, my desk in my basement all by yeah. myself and I focus on creating something good because there was a lot of negative in my life before I even came to art. And, you know, some of it is just mainly just, uh, it's about the culture and the other is about our cultural practice. The ceremony and the dancing and the, the regalia and, and then, you know, stories and verbal histories and oral history about mm -hmm. ancient stories and, you know, um, you know all, all of the myths and legends that we believe in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, anybody that's tuning in, this is 101.5 UMFM. My name is Dana, and I'm with also Tessa and Jordan Stranger, who is a visual artist, and we're just kind of continuing our conversation about uh, all his works and indigenous history and expressing positivity pretty much through art, which is what you're all about. Yeah. So... Tessa, you have another question. This week you're gonna be at Studio 393, right? Yep. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna be doing? Uh, we're gonna be focusing on the subject of uh, four seasons, and that brings with it a lot of different ideas. Um, it's about you know change and growth, and you know understanding the, the our environment and culture and the things around us and nature. And I find when you're living in the city, you don't get that a lot. You know, you, you kind of get stuck in the concrete area. Um, and I know that from experience. So getting in touch with yourself again by looking at what, what you really appreciate about a season or something that you may have learned in a season and maybe an interest you have. As long as it involves those things, at least you're thinking about something a little bit more critically than I want to draw, uh, I don't know, a cell phone. You know, like, it, it's yeah. just yeah. that it has to have a meaning to it. And I believe if you're doing art, it has to come from somewhere meaningful. Mm -hmm. It has to have a purpose, and it has to have some form of, like, subject that's, you know, somewhat importance to you. Yeah. And yeah. if it was for somebody else, like a commission or whatever, then mm -hmm. you put your passion into that because you said you would do it. Yeah. So we're just going to focus on the four seasons and however way people come up with their ideas is however they want. I don't know if you have a favorite season <laughs> in mind or what for you any of the seasons like mean to you because I know we're, we're winter peg yeah <laughs> honestly <laughs> I feel like we only have two seasons here the, the hot summer and the, yeah. the cold winter <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, I think my favorite is spring just because it's everything starts to grow again mm -hmm. and you're looking forward to the nice weather and what you're going to be doing in the year and you know, all the flowers start to come out and everything turns green again. And it's positive reinforcement. I don't know, it's, well, I'm gonna ask Tessa. Tessa, do you have a favorite season? Fall. <laughs> you like fall? Because it's same. short and you have something to look forward to, you know? I love fall too. You can take dramatic pictures too. <laughs> it's real good. I also like the colors. Like, and that's when you know it turns. You can drink hot chocolate and be happy <laughs> with no snow on the ground having to uh, trek it you know spice latte yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PSL oh god Starbucks is gonna be like promoting that so much I think Tim's does that too yeah I can't wait yeah. I don't wow. even like pumpkin flavored <laughs> things but whatever <laughs> just for the trends the trends guys it's good yeah it's well, worth the wait do you have any upcoming projects 
Oh boy, everybody asks me that. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, obviously, I do my own painting and stuff in on my own time. But as far as projects, uh, uh, Amber Trail School Division, uh, the brand new you know, school, the very nice school, they approached me for an opportunity. I had gotten it through a friend. I was grateful for that. And I'll be doing a mural with them inside the school. And it's going to be focusing on culture and um, that kind of theme. I'm not really sure yet. We're kind of, it's, it's been like a, I don't know, I think it's been like a two-year project for them. Yeah. And they've brought in singers, writers, and oh, wow. visual artists to okay. talk about things and go through things with the kids. And, uh, and then I have the wall-to-wall -wall coming up. Yeah. September. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just like hashtag team no sleep for <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be pretty wild. Um, that'll be my biggest mural so far. And um, that one's going to be crazy. And other than that, um, some more things coming I can't really talk about yet. <laughs> Confidential. Confidential. Top <laughs> secret. You yeah. can tell us after this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is off air, guys. <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that sounds pretty great. I guess, like, for you, is it really important, I guess, like, voice and expressing how you feel in terms of, like, in art? Because I feel like people have different opinions about that. And I mean, I've talked to, like, different people in like mediums of like both not only art but like music and dance and I don't know like how important it is for you to voice your opinions on how you feel? Um, I think it depends on what you're talking about. Um, if it's very sensitive or very simple or very you know emotional and it also depends on the person. Um, that sort of area being able to express is anybody can do it you know it's open to anyone but and it just, um, for me, it's mainly about preservation, you know, my culture, indigenous culture, being Cree, being Ojibwe, having a mix of some other stuff. Being able to remember what our people were like and research and go back and understand and then try to communicate that because, you know, I don't see that. I see it more and more now, but in the, when I was growing up and I was a young kid, yeah. it was hard for anyone to believe in that growing up on the reserve. You know, we were all very... It's a very different culture there, other than having your close circle of um, ceremonial friends and family. And seeing my uncles painting and drawing and being skilled artistically and, and also singing with guitars and, you know, ukuleles and yeah. violins. That reinforced that ability for me to understand, okay, I know I can do this because they can do it. And that leads to leadership and understanding where do I fit in, you know, and how can I better my next generation which is my son and my son is like extremely important to me to have him understand where he comes from and understand his culture and who, what you know what came before him so he can better his life down the road and that goes into a whole bunch of other stuff mm -hmm. but that was that's really my my intention for my work is mm -hmm. to share our cultural history and mm -hmm. try to make it accurate and positive rather than all that negative crap you know, that, mm -hmm. that happened before so that, that's why I do my art. Cool. And I guess comparing it to when you were growing up and to now, would you say a lot of the progress has been mostly from like people-wise or a government politician view or just the fact that more people have been like vocal? Because mm. a lot of things, of course, have changed over the years. And I mean, I guess I remember like my early, like when I was also hearing a lot about residential schools, that was still kind of like a topic that circulated. 
especially with like the truth and reconciliation that wasn't yeah. really set in place until yeah. maybe like what a year or two ago or mm -hmm. like I don't know I just remember recently yeah. I just knew that it was kind of like a it was up in the air mm -hmm. so I don't know how um, your thoughts on how a lot of indigenous history has been I think it's gotten to the point where you can't ignore it anymore and it has been for a long time. Yeah. And I think that technology has allowed us to be able to share those things when they happen. Whereas before, you're two hours, four hours, five hours up north yeah. with nobody around else to see what's happening to you. Um, you have a cell phone now. Yeah. And you know, you see protests, you see action, you see things being done. Yeah. And as far as the government goes and people working together, that's a slow progress or process. Um, and it's hard for them to admit when they're wrong and ad admit when they've done something. It's like, oh, you can't just you know, leave us alone. We didn't mean it. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, that means more money for them. But it's important for our own leadership and our own cultural um, leaders to understand there is a problem. And I see change happening. I see them noticing things. I see them implementing tons of new programs for you know, foster and childcare and, and even up north where there's no access to certain things like yeah. arts and yeah. expression. That's a big problem. And we have a lot of kids up there taking their own lives because they don't have that support. And, you know, I see them trying and it's a slow prog process, but it will happen. And, you know, more and more reserves are being becoming more industrialized. They're becoming more advanced in technology. I know Fisher River has like a whole field full of solar panels they just installed. And they're one of the first reserves to do that. And I think we're on the, on the, on the road to self-sustaining. And that's what it's supposed to be. We want to be an independent community, take care of ourselves. So that's the goal. And I do see prog progress happening. Um, maybe when my son's 30 years old, there'll be a lot more. And I hope so. Awesome. Uh, where can people find you in terms of just like uh, social media or just like to see any of your uh, work? Uh, Facebook is Jordan Stranger Art and Design. And on Instagram, uh, it's canoe, K-I-N, E W W, and I have another side project thing I do. And it's called Totem Dodem, and it's T O T E M D O O D E M, and that's mainly uh, more. It's a different style of art that I do. Okay, cool. Well, I guess this wraps up our interview. This has been uh, 101.5 UMFM, and thanks for listening to Studio 393 on 101.5 UMFM.